There are business leaders that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They're elevating their businesses, teams, and themselves to add more value. And so can you. Welcome to the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. If you are looking for ways to elevate success while contributing to a better world, you'll want to listen for the next hour. Now here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper and welcome to another edition of the Business Elevation Show on Voice America and brilliant to be back with you again. I just had a couple of weeks holiday and so um, you know, and I kind of wonder while yeah, a lot of us are having holidays, whether we're, you know, during that time, partly thinking about, um, you know, the future, and, and maybe some of you are thinking about actually, uh, what are you doing? That is, you know, what's my dream job, and should I be making a the next job move? So if you are, or you know anybody who's in that sort of situation in your family or amongst your friends who are, are looking at um, that next job, then this show uh, should be uh, for you. Before I introduce you to Sarah Naylor, though, I'd like to say a big thank you to my guest of uh, a couple of weeks ago, actually. We, we pre-recorded that show uh, with Mark Beaumont. Now, Mark is the world record holding around the world cyclist, and he took 40 days off the world record, which is incredible. He, he actually cycled around the world in 78 and a half days. He averaged 238 miles a day. Now, uh, I don't know if you're like me and you, you maybe cycle a little bit. I, I regularly cycle 25 to 50 miles a day. But after that, I'm ready for a shower and a sit down. Um, and I can't imagine how he did that day after day. And he's achieved some amazing adventures, um, not just cycling, but uh, you know, rowing across the uh, Atlantic, etc., and uh, various other escapades. Um, but with this one, he uh, compiled a team of 40 people. Um, for this it was a, a 500,000 pounds investment as well to to do this and he built a real um, significant team together to create a leap in performance so in that show we're talking about leaps in performance how do you really um, shift performance and, and like he did not 40 days off uh, a world record of uh, you know 120 something days previously uh, and make that kind of a difference because it's possible you know sometimes we just uh, monitor uh, you know incremental improvement we want to improve things by a day or two but he took 40 days off it so do go into the archive do listen to uh, mark beaumont um so just want to um say that i i just love this show for the opportunity to talk about things and and different angles and uh, one of the areas that uh, many of my clients when we're doing I'm doing coaching programs with with chief executives or um, you know people in organisations. Often people are thinking about that next job move right the way through the organisation, or people are feeling a bit stressed in the role they're in right now, uh, feeling um, less fulfilled than they really um, want to be, and they start to dream about what could that next step mean for me, um, or want to actually maybe earn a little bit more money so they can um, uh, do more they what they want to in their lives. Um, so, you know, I think you may be uh, in that situation, perhaps, or contemplating it. And today, people tend to make, if they're in, in jobs, quite a few uh, career moves. Um, so why not make sure that you make that next move a really, really positive one? So during this interview, I'm going to have a conversation uh, around, um, around landing your dream job. And we're going to talk about focusing on things like your talents and your passions. And I've got a tremendous guest today. Uh, Sarah J. Naylor uh, is someone I've known for um, quite a, a while now. And I saw her a few months ago actually speak at a conference about this subject. And it really, really wowed the audience. And I think 
one of the things that I think is great about Sarah, um, besides her many qualities, is that she's got over 30 years of experience working within recruitment. And since 2012, she's been combining running a, a very successful recruitment practice as well as her own coaching practice. And uh, therefore, uh, to support people in their guidance in getting their career on track, she wrote a book called Shining a Light on You, How to Manifest Your Dream Job. And it's a book that helps the reader to really gain a deeper understanding of their authentic self and their different elements that they're attracted to in their job and uh, and how to maybe live their life with a bit more purpose, a bit more meaning. So I'm really keen to talk to Sarah uh, about this uh, right now, about how we can get you know, our career moving forward and uh, uh, really, really positively. So a huge welcome to my guest today, Sarah Jane Ayler. Hello. Thank you very much. Good afternoon and uh, good morning. <laughs> well, that's right. We've, we, um, uh, we have actually, uh, through the sort of statistics on the show, we've, we have typically over, over 30 countries every week now accessing the show. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, welcome to you. Whatever time of day, I know a lot of people will listen to this recording afterwards as well. But um, uh, it's it's tremendous. We've got such a, a great coverage around the world of people listening in and learning from great guests like like Sarah. So let's uh, let's start, Sarah. Firstly, you know, tell us about where you maybe come from in the world, because uh, we have guests who you know live all over the world, really. Uh, and uh, then maybe just tell us a bit about you know what attracted you from for recruitment you know from your background maybe your childhood where did it, this interest come from? Well, obviously, given this is an international show, um, I am from Nottingham, but that's Nottingham, England, because I know there's a Nottingham in the states as well. I've been here all my life, and I've been in recruitment as Chris has just alluded to uh, for thirty over thirty years and. Uh, what attracted me to it is, is, a, is an interesting question, to be honest, because it was actually going into recruitment agencies to register for work that made me witness the job itself. And, and it appealed to me right at the start because I am a people person. I like communicating and working with people. And I love you know helping people to get the best out of them. And I always have done. And when I witnessed this role in action through the work that that I was doing at the time, which was temping and and registering for temporary work and looking for permanent employment, I I seized the moment. I recognised the opportunity um, that was being discussed, actually, in one of the agencies that I'd gone to register with. And I I actually said to them, put me forward, put me forward for that job. And they said, you know, we've already got candidates lined up. I said, well, if anybody falls out, put me forward. They did. I went along for the interview, got the job. Sadly, it didn't last for much longer than three months at that time because um, the company made redundancies. But I just got the Yellow Pages out, which is a, a directory in the UK, and rang around a few other agencies and found myself another job. So that's really was the start to my career, recognition of what it was, the, what the role was about. And, and so that, that really sparked an interest and a passion within me that drove me forward and has seen me still doing it 30 years later. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, 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 yeah, mum and dad, family, they didn't come from that kind of a background? No, no, not at all. My, my father was in production engineering and my mother was, she always worked part time, but more in uh, sort of shop work, that kind of thing. Um, but so no, no family members in that, you know, in that arena at all but ironically it was a friend of my mother's who had said to me or had said to her 
tell your daughter to come in to see me at the recruitment agency and ask if I can help her some work, find her some work. And that was really how it all started because at that time, I really had no experience or knowledge of working for a recruitment agency, which is the sector I've always been in, rather than internal recruitment for an organisation. I've actually worked in external recruitment. So I've always been at, I call it the coal face of recruitment, really. Excellent. So, uh, so you find yourself in recruitment. You come from Nottingham, so um, I could ask you this question: Does some um, uh, some people might have heard of Robin Hood? Did he exist? Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> the man in tights himself. <laughs> well, there's a lovely statue outside Nottingham Castle of Robin Hood. I mean, it's a great, great myth, a great story, and one that you know does inspire people to do good and to look after those that you know can't necessarily look after themselves or who are being um, taken advantage of. So it's a, it's a good good emblem to have, I think. <laughs> yeah, excellent. So obviously Robin Hood had some good qualities and he, he used to be able to shoot an arrow pretty straight, didn't he? So, you know, uh, when you're looking for a new job, it actually helps, doesn't it? If you if you know you like Robin Hood, you uh, use your skills well and you are also able to point your, you know, focus in the right direction. Well, absolutely. It's having that clarity, that direction, knowing where you want to go. And so, obviously, as you say, with Robin Hood, with his bow and arrow, he's got a target. And having that target, having that goal, it gives you something to focus on. And when you've got that focus and that clarity and that single-minded knowledge of where you actually want to go, you might not know how you're going to get there, but if you know where you're going, that's half the battle. But how do... um... Why do you think people need help in terms of manifesting their dream job? And, um, uh, you know, what are the, some of the common mistakes when they get it wrong? Well, I think the thing is in terms of, you know, looking for and manifesting your dream job. It's understanding who you are, what fires you work, what you're passionate about, and finding something that sits in alignment with who you are and what you enjoy doing. Because if you find yourself in a job that you just don't enjoy – Actually, it can make you ill because that energy that drives through you, you you start to get blockages that can manifest themselves as physical ailments. Um, Hayley, who I mentioned in my book, she actually trained as a family lawyer because she, from her childhood, wanted to put herself into a position of uh, security by having a job as a lawyer, which is a good career you you would perceive to have. But it was incongruent with her because actually she was reliving all the pain through her childhood that she'd endured um, because of the family issues and conflict there in and you know she she it made her ill I mean she's got she ended up with something that I can't pronounce (laughs) but it made her it made her lose her voice it made her very very unwell and she had several career changes during that time and it wasn't until she fell pregnant that she really reflected and took time out and realized and thought upon and understood that a real passion was in sort of color analysis and helping people feel good about themselves by styling them. And that's what she did. She handed a notice in and whilst on maternity leave, having sort of assessed the family finances, you know, and looking at the options available, she then did a distance learning course whilst nursing her son in color analysis and image consultancy and is now running her own successful image consultancy and she is fab I've used her services so many times you know even as late as even as close as yesterday sending her pictures of what do you think Hayley do these look fine with my outfit so you know and she's happy you know those ailments that she had have vanished so you know if you aren't in alignment with what makes you happy you could end up poorly so it's really 
important to take a step back if you are suffering surveillance as you know what is not sitting right within your life right now and you know your job plays such an important part we, we all spend so much time at work don't we so you know if you're not doing something that you're happy with if it's you know incongruent you know the workplace isn't right the people aren't right you've got to stop and take stock and take yourself out of the picture out of the equation think what is right for me so do you think I, I think this has also raised a really interesting question for parents isn't it because you know people I often meet people who ended up in a profession because the parents have guided them that way so you know some parents often want their children to become an accountant or you know to become a, uh, a doctor or you know or an airline pilot because that's what they did um, so you know as a parent we you know, we should also maybe I, I, su- I suggest is consider actually you know the talents and passions of our children and not necessarily try and push them into an area that might not be in their flow. I think, do you think we've got to take care with that? Oh, absolutely! I wholeheartedly agree with your sentiment and values there, Chris, because it is vitally important, and I have seen that throughout the years of people being sort of you know, with the best will in the world. You know, the parents want to ensure the children have actually got. A role that's going to be secure that's going to give them an income and I totally understand that however if it goes against someone's natural flow and they're doing something to please the parents not themselves it's again going to end up with the same sort of problems and issues further down the line the skills you gain may well be use useful you know moving forward but it's far better to sort of connect with and support you know I think children you know right from sort of the early stages of education to follow their flow to to gravitate towards the things that they are passionate about they are interested in because even if you are passionate about and want to be you know a footballer and maybe not skilled or talented enough to be you know a really top flight one you can you will have other talents and you could follow those talents through and those passions and do a job that is within an industry or a business that sort of reflects what you are passionate about you know maybe I really like fashion but you know I'm not going to be the next top model because I certainly haven't got the height but you know I could have worked within an industry and I could have naturally gravitated towards that had I been encouraged to take perhaps education and qualifications that took me on that journey but it's about encouraging that within your own children the children within your care and with my own son you know yeah I, he's a very strong-minded individual and that can be difficult for me at times. However, you know, I like to encourage his, his belief in himself, his um, ability to make decisions, to follow his flow. You know, even though it might be a little bit difficult for me at times, because as a parent you want to sort of get them out of bed early and tell them to go and get into a job and get into work. <laughs> However, you know, he is following his flow. He is actually very passionate about fashion and creativity and he is, you know, developing his skills and, you know, gradually building it up. So it's encouraging them to follow their flow. And because if you do that, you will naturally gravitate towards the roles that do appeal. And, you know, at the end of the day, all that we do is a journey and we will learn from each experience and that's what I also encourage him to do. I guess, I guess I'm guess i thinking about my own 12-year-old son at the moment. He, you know, he, he tells me that he wants to be a footballer or a YouTuber. Uh, I think if you ask most of his friends in his class, they want to be a footballer or a YouTuber. Um, so the you know, the thing that I have to work with my son is actually to help him discover his flow, which may not be what he necessarily thinks it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, but 
Well, actually, do you know what? Encouraging him to do the things that he does enjoy doing is brilliant because it's showing your belief in him, even if that isn't where he ends up, what he ends up doing at the end of the day, because he will naturally realize and it will evolve that, you know, that maybe he isn't going to be that next YouTuber or famous footballer. But, you know, it's supporting and encouraging and, you know, showing that encouragement rather than knocking people back. You know, there is a reality to the situation and, and explaining. However, you know, who knows? We could all do anything that we actually want to do if we're passionate enough about it. You know, if you wanted to be a rocket scientist, there's nothing stopping you apart from yourself and putting in the work in and, you know, applying yourself because there are so many different ways of actually working something yeah. through. You know, if he wants to be a YouTuber, brilliant. Get on with doing the YouTube. What does he need to do? Ask him how he can start to put that into action. Well, what's the next stage? Well, that, that's, that's, that's the question. And uh, we're, we're having those conversations because I think um, that, and that, that to me is where I get a sense that there's something there to support. If I saw some next steps in action, mm -hmm. um, rather than actually, you know, I just want to be famous, you know. <laughs> so uh, I think it's, um, yeah, that, that's what I'm looking for in him is the things that actually he's curious about and really interested in. And then that will give me more of an indication about where he's in his, in his flow and, uh, and what may be just be the, the school, the, the, the class, the playground sort of conversation. Really. <laughs> so we're going to go to commercial break now. And after the commercial break, we're going to talk about uh, some um, a process that, that Sarah has established, which will really help you to think through and land that dream job. So do join us again after the break. We're back with you again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program, one-to-one -one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper. I'm with Sarah J. Naylor. We're talking about manifesting that dream job. So, uh, Sarah, you had this seven-step process to landing your dream job. Tell us a little about what it is. And just very top line, just um, if you could just run through the, the seven steps, and then I'll ask you some questions about them, and we'll delve into them with a little bit more depth. Sure, absolutely, Chris. Um, really, I've got a seven-step process because it's all about you at the end of the day, and it's connecting with your talents. It's awakening your passions. It's identifying your purpose so you can unlock your potential. It's creating that bigger picture. It's taking action. And really, it's taking a note of the universal law of attraction because actually it's all about you and actually the power is within you to actually manifest that dream job. Excellent. So let's talk about understanding your unique talents. So we're, we're talking about taking a bit of time out here to really reflect uh, and uh, uh, you know, is this a, sorry, is, is this like an exercise you can do in 10 minutes, by the way, or is it a process that you do over many weeks? Well, I think you could actually do both, to be perfectly honest, Chris, because it depends on the time that you've got. But it is really important to take that time out. If you are really wanting to be considered about, take a considered career move or think about what it is you actually want to do moving forward, to giving yourself that space, that time, just to reflect back and think about, you know, what am I talented at? How would my manager, how would my partner, how would my best friend describe my talents? And, and, and to consider them, because if you are actually working with something, your talents, you're going to enjoy your work, you know, and actually taking that time to work out what they are and then from where your talents are, where you can utilise those talents, you know, you're going to then help focus the direction you want to go in. And I guess there's a, you know, there's about, this is about taking some, responsibility for your own direction however when when today recruitment markets are generally very competitive aren't they and you know, I, I suspect by working through this kind of a process and getting really clear about what you you like and what this next step and what your, your passions and talents are that actually at the end of that because it's more aligned to you you're going to come across in a much more enthusiastic way and increase that probability of convincing someone to give you a job well, absolutely, because actually you know you best. And if you've got that real sort of razor-sharp clarity about who you are, what it is you want to do, what you're good at, what you can bring to a future business or, you know, prospective employer, and you've got that, you know, say that, 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 that presence and you can present that at an interview or through your application or really coming back down to your CV, but actually it comes back to you taking responsibility for yourself you're going to emanate that out generally, um, be through the conversations that you have, through what you look for, what, you know, obviously we've got Google Analytics these days. So once you start to program into your computer, for instance, on job searches, the key things that you're looking for, because you've identified those, those roles will start to crop up and prop, you know, pop into your inbox. So it will take the work out of it for you. Um, but it's it's knowing it's knowing where you're going because otherwise it's like going to a shop saying I want some clothes but actually not knowing what you want to buy and you're faced with a room full of clothes but not knowing which direction to go in and the the the, the closer you can narrow it down and more specific you can become the easier it is to find and if you know who you are and what you want and what you can offer to an employer and you've got that passion and you can deliver that that is what they're looking for 
when they're looking to recruit mm. somebody. They want to know what you can bring to them. So many people tend to go along for an interview and they, they can ask about the benefits and forget about everything else. Um, so much so that I had a conversation literally only this morning with a human resources director uh, who is above a business that has a golf club and a hotel. And one of the interviewees was talking about passionately about being out on the golf course and not about the job itself. Mm. <laughs> yes. uh, consequently, didn't get through to the next round. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's, that's kind of interesting, that, because I think one of the benefits, I know you, you recommend sort of exercises, and I'm sure some of those are in your book, uh, to help you pull out your talents and... Uh, and and passion sometimes, you know, whether that might be golf for you or dancing or, or you know, um, we just chatting in the break about I, I play guitar and I've got my guitars and stuff in here. Um, actually, some of those things that you love, there's whole industries that are based around these things that you love, aren't they? Um, so it is possible to find work in those industries that you do love, but obviously you've got to express the love for the job and not just the, <laughs> <laughs> well, the leisure activity. <laughs> Absolutely, and, and, and interestingly that you should mention that, Chris, because in that very same conversation, the um, the HRD was um, mentioning another employee within the business who'd got passions for two other elements within the group, but knew the difference between the passions that she'd got for the the, the businesses and the job that she did as well. And it's really important. So it's great, as you say, to if you've got a, you know if you've got a real interest in football and you want to go and work for a football club, brilliant. However, it's about being passionate about the job. So that's where, you you know, obviously you, your talents need to come in as well. So you could be a really, really talented um, at figure work and Excel and accountancy. And then you can go and work for a football club because then, you you know, it's a win-win situation. And in fact, during the, um, the keynote speech I did earlier on in the year that you, you attended, um, I think I alluded to somebody that uh, I actually placed into a job many, many, many years ago and uh, recently came across his uh, profile on LinkedIn. And he is actually a finance manager within his the football club that he was so passionate about when I first met him mm. probably about 10 years ago. And I think that's just fabulous, you know, because the two are combined and, you know, you are, you're kind of living the dream really, aren't you? Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess you are, though. You might look at your salary and then look at the, at the salaries of some of the players in the team and, uh, <laughs> and yearn that you were, you, you, your dream of eventually being a footballer had actually materialised. Um, so, so, um, so you, uh, this, this sort of talents and, uh, and, and, per, and, and passions, it's, uh, I guess it's helpful to kind of start writing these down, maybe journaling them, and getting a getting a list together and getting a sense of what you and maybe asking some people around you as well what do they think about you know the things that you're good at and oh absolutely yes I mean I think you know if you can take that time out for yourself and understand what fires you up you know what makes your heart sing you know what, what really excites you what do you get passionate about because when I'm coaching for example or even when I'm interviewing candidates you know candidates for jobs Physiology changes. When you start to talk about something that you love doing, for instance, I love coaching, I love enabling people to be in alignment with their life, with their job, with their career, just generally, um, so they can live a happier, healthier life. Um, my physiology changes. When I start to talk about admin, you can probably hear my voice has just dropped a couple of levels and I'm going, yeah, great. I've got paperwork all over my desk that I've got to sort out. So you can sort of identify it within yourself. Actually, if you start to think about how you are thinking, if you tune in to your own sort of reactions to the 
the, the subject areas that you're looking at. So it is important. Just take that time out. Have a piece of paper. What am I passionate about? You know, what makes me, what fires me up? And think about where that passion could be best utilised. You know, I'm, I love helping people. So I've luckily always been in an area of work that I can yeah, that is a fulfillment for me and I want to expand that as well so it's a question one of something we talk a lot about on this show actually is purpose and I think purpose is a really important thing to establish I mean some people have said I remember reading a quote that you've got the two most important things in days in your life for the the day you're born and the day that you discover why you were born um, have you got a you know a tip or a thought around your sort of second third step sorry around you know, gaining clarity around what your purpose, the reason you actually here is. Yes, I mean, I think it's, yeah, sometimes it can be a different, a difficult thing to identify depending on where you are and what you're doing. However, you know, if you've got that sense of purpose, you know, why, why am I doing what I'm doing? What, what is it that drives me? You know, the, the, yes, you've got the talent, you've got your passions, but what is beneath that? What is driving you? Why is it you want to be doing what you're doing? Is it just to put food on the table or is there something bigger at play? I mean, for me, as I've just alluded to, it's about helping people generally live a happier, healthier life. And I think then if people are living a happier, healthier life, they're in alignment with their careers and their work and the people around them. That's going to radiate happiness and positivity out, which is going to have a really good impact on the planet as a whole, which is going really, really big, big scale. But, you know, it may be that your purpose right now is just to get, you know, money in, to put food on the table. But actually, you, if you're doing something you're really happy about, you're really passionate about, then you can perhaps create even bigger income because you, you're, that is, that's shining through and then that gets recognised and you can then start to earn more money and then your purpose is that, you know, you are providing what you wanted to provide, you know, it, or it may be that you, you know, you've got um, people within your life that you really want to support or you've got a bigger picture, you may want to save the planet, you may want to save trees, you may want to have, um, you know, a school built somewhere to uh, enable people to, you know, a different level of education to come through. You know, I know of people that at the moment are working on that, you know, to create a new education system in the UK to enable people to follow a different um, curriculum that's not set in stone that we've had here for, you know, decades, hundreds of years. You know, it's it's what drives you. Is that what, you know, what is it that really, really drives you? I mean, Maybe some people don't know, but it is about taking perhaps again that step back and thinking, what what does drive me? What does really make me want to get out of bed in the morning? What is that sense of purpose? What is is it that I actually want to do? And to say it may just be raising your family, which is awesome, you know, but it may be something bigger. Yeah, I think I think with with people, as maybe I was talking about this yesterday with. Uh, um, Stephen Morris, who's been on this show a couple of times, who's, uh, who's, who's an amazing guy to San Diego. And we were just saying that with, with people, you know, we, some, some people want to make a big impact while they're here, don't they? And mm -hmm. then there are some people who actually just want to enjoy uh, life. Mm -hmm. uh, and I guess, you know, we, we both decided together that actually we were people who wanted to make a big impact, but also really, really enjoy it yeah. uh, as well. Um, so some people are more driven, aren't they, than others and might have a bigger a bigger purpose. Mm -hmm. But um, in my purpose is around helping people realize their potential. And that actually you can you can 
operate with that at a, a small scale, which might be actually with your family and with um, people maybe you're helping at a local level, it might be that you want to change the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and it depends on how far you actually want to take it, which brings me on to my next question, which is about potential. You know, is there any limit to it? Uh, do you know what? I don't think there is. Um, but it depends on how far you actually want to go. I personally believe you know, we're, on a, we're, we're all on a journey and it's a journey of learning. And the more that you learn, you get to a level and then more opportunities open up to you to, to learn even more. Uh, you know, I've come across people who said, you know, actually, yeah, I think I've learned enough now and I want to stop. And you go, okay. Whereas myself, you know, I, I love I love learning. I love sort of pushing myself and going beyond sort of my boundaries and finding out more because I think the more that you evolve, the more that you learn, the more life is so exciting. And there is so much, you know, about ourselves. We're like an onion, really, aren't we? You can keep on peeling back the layers <laughs> and another layer appears. Uh, but, you know, it's, it is a journey. It is about learning. And so potential, yes, I mean... I could say that I reached my potential in recruitment you know, a few years ago, but I haven't. You know, I still haven't. I've got a huge distance to go with my building my recruitment business, up, which is successful. I've got so much more that I actually want to do with my coaching, and I've got so many more books that I want to write to help other people. So I just think it's, it's potential, potentially it is unlimited, you know, depending on where you want to go and actually what you want to achieve. But if you are... If you're happy with where you've got, you know, I'm not to judge what you, what it is that you want to do and what you want to achieve. But all I would say is that, you know, we have got unlimited potential because we are incredible creatures of the uh, the human race. We are. And, you know, the, the brain has got an amazing capacity for learning and developing if we, if we learn from every opportunity that's presented to us, even if it's had an outcome that's not been desirable. There's so much learning to have actually had from that opportunity that presented itself yeah so it's very interesting with with, uh, with people we've had on this show in the past and uh people i've met on travels around the world is that you know it's, it's interesting how some people come you know come out of abject poverty and then go on to actually have really really remarkable lives uh, and i know um, last month i think we had a thousand accesses from uh, kenya which i was quite, thought was quite fascinating um in the in the sort of statistics and, and I spent a bit of time a couple of years ago in Kenya and some time in Kibera um, which is a, a big sort of slum and you know I realized that actually you know we're we, we you know based upon where we're born you know we we, we can be more limited in depending upon where we are we are brought up but we have the opportunity to in whatever community we were in to make a big impact uh, with with people um, so yeah, the potential can be is unlimited if we keep on learning and keep on on developing, and we can you know grow beyond that if we t- you know take the breaks and we we, we push forward. Um, so you talk about your next kind of so we're we're, we're going to think about our talents. We're going to really think about those things that we're 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 generally um, passionate about and think about those in our career. We're going to consider actually why we're actually here, and what's really important to us, and then. Um, within that we've got to we've got to think about this bigger picture you talk about so tell us a bit more about what you mean by that yeah sure your bigger picture is kind of what your your dream job would be where you would really like to be what you want to work towards and it's having that in mind you know uh ultimately i'd like to be running a radio show and tv program uh helping people and presenting you know a show similar to chris's on a big global basis so that is a massive, you know, opera style, I should say. Um, that's a massive, uh, bigger picture for me to have in sight. 
I don't specifically know how I'm going to get there, but you know, it, I welcome opportunities that arise along the way that are in alignment with my bigger picture. So I think if you have that bigger picture in mind, you then start to attract the opportunities. It helps you sort of tune in to you know, the options and the resources and the people that you know and the conversations that you have or you are having and how that radiates out. Because without that in mind, I suppose, again, I'm alluding to the shops, you know, if you went into a city centre somewhere or a town centre and didn't have a clue where you were going, you wouldn't know which shop to gravitate towards to buy what it is that you wanted if you hadn't got that bigger idea in mind what you needed to do when you went out to the shops. It's that goal, it's that... Uh, image that you've got you visualize it you could feel it you could sense it you could see yourself doing it as I said you don't need to know how to get there but once you've got that image in mind you you will recognize or it will help drive you towards the opportunities that present themselves that will help you on that journey um, you know along the way a bit like a signpost a bit like on the road you want to go you've got an end destination in mind and you can then follow the road follow the maps and get there excellent okay great so we're going to um we're going to look at our talents and our passions we're going to identify our purpose and uh, we're going to uh, you know, appreciate that actually you know there is great we have great potential wherever we are right now and uh, have, a, have a real think about what that big picture uh, that you're kind of graduate you know you're moving to over time is and then um, that will be, you know, helpful uh, for when you get into the kind of next stages, really. So after the after the break, we're going to talk about uh, those next stages, and we'll also find out some sort of top tips as well on approaching things like the interview uh, process, which uh, Sarah's got a huge amount of experience of, and maybe a little bit about what uh, recruiters today are actually looking for. So do join us in just a couple of minutes after the break. <laughs> From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Would you like to work personally with the host of this show to help realize your potential? Chris Cooper supports business leaders and high potential individuals to achieve greater success in their businesses and careers. Support includes the opportunity to join a high return group mentoring and mastermind program called the Achiever Program. One-to-one mentoring and coaching, facilitated leader development workshops and speeches. Email info at bemoreachievemore.com to arrange a free, no-obligation consultation to see how Chris and his team can help you. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned into the Business Elevation Show with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. That's chris at chriscooper.co.uk. Now back to Chris Cooper. 
I just um, want to, something that just came to, to my mind is uh, how important should we take, um, you know, where, where demand is when it comes to jobs? So, you know, people may be listening to that and they're just kind of graduating and they're thinking about what they can, can they do next. And quite a few of the friends may be going to call centers, but it's not really their passion or dream or, um, or vision. You know, is, uh, is it important maybe to sometimes if you've got that bigger picture and you know where you're kind of heading, maybe sometimes needs must well, yeah, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, when you are taking that first step out there into work, I think gaining some experience and exposure to the workplace is vitally important, even if it's just to grind, you know, get into the sort of the rhythm of, of working and what's expected. Because, you know, having gone through the education system, if you've not done much more than perhaps a little bit of part time work along the way, maybe just getting into a call centre where you can get three to six months experience underneath your belt you never know, you might suddenly find that that is something that you, you're really interested in. You know, it may be that you've got an affinity for the, the back office of the call centre. It might be quite technical, but you've started on the, uh, the front desk, but you're actually able to answer more technical queries. And then they move you into another department. Things evolve sometimes quite by chance when you start doing temporary mm. assignments. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's down to opportunity. It's putting yourself out there and giving yourself experience. Um, ideally in alignment with what it is that you want to do but you know it's considering every little bit that can help you along the way but making the right decisions mm. if you've got a couple of choices for instance. And I guess if you haven't got a lot of experience sometimes actually as a bit of trial and error maybe putting yourself into roles just to get that experience and start to get a sense of what you do like. Oh absolutely absolutely I mean I think you know if you can um, gain some voluntary experience I mean if you have ideas about where it is that you would like to work or the type of environment you'd like to work in, try and get some voluntary experience or yeah, temporary work in going across lots of different sectors is a great way to uh, build up knowledge and experience of a, the complete marketplace because it is difficult and I understand that when you come through the education system and you're suddenly finding yourself in the position of you needing a job and what you don't really know what you want to do, which is why you know I'm really impassioned about encouraging people to start thinking about it from an earlier earlier age and considering what is out there um, because that again can help drive and push your studies forward um, but yes get experience <laughs> so I, I had a friend uh, who every time I saw him for years he wasn't happy in his job didn't particularly enjoy it and every time he saw me he'd be like oh Chris I'm going to write that CV soon and then the next time I'd see him, have you written that CV? Uh, no, but I'm going to write it soon. And, and over many years, he was going to write it soon. He was completely fed up in his job. And then one day he had to write it because he didn't have a job. Mm -hmm. um, how do you require the confidence to get into action? Do you know what? I think it's about that readiness for change. And unfortunately, you can't force somebody. If somebody actually keeps saying, I've got you know, a similar scenario with a friend that's been in a role for years and she wants to get out. But... You know, you've got having that confidence to take action. You know, I agree with you. You know, it's maybe it is taking a conversation, having some coaching, um, looking at what, where you are confident, because actually we've all got confidence within us. You know, you've, you're probably using a lot more energy to stay in a job that you don't enjoy than it would take to actually get out of the job. And if you are really keen to move on, give yourself, make some time bound, you know, you know, goals for yourself. You know, think about, well, actually rather than saying, I'm going to write my CV soon, say, I'm going to write my CV tonight, tomorrow, or I am writing it and bring it into the present tense. So you're actually actively doing it. You're changing your thought process and your mindset 
because all the time you're saying, I am going to write my CV soon. That could go on, like quite literally, as you've just said, for years, because you're projecting it into the future rather than bringing it into the present. So bring it into the present and say, do you know what? I'm doing that CV today. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So you can get on with it if you need to do it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, get on, just get on with it. That's what we're saying. Get it written if you're not happy. Do it now. Uh, do it now. And uh, there's lots of uh, guidance, I'm sure, online and books and things like that to help with writing a CV. Mm-hmm. You talk a little bit about the law of attraction. And it's, it's interesting. I kind of sense a little bit with the law of attraction. This is something that people talked about a lot uh, over the last sort of 10, 15 years. But I'm sort of sensing a little bit that maybe maybe it was a, a bit of a buzzword, um, which is which has maybe slightly had its time. I do, I do believe in this, by the way. Um, and a lot of people kind of followed this, and uh, and for some people it worked, and some people it didn't. But you know, how how do you how do you see the law of attraction being something that helps us when it comes to landing this dream job? Well, yes, I know you're absolutely right. I mean, the law of attraction really was brought to our attention by The Secret by Rhonda Byrne um, several years back, and. Uh, it's, it's just a universal law. It's all to do with energy and what we put out there. I mean, just to personalize it, I used to recognize in, in, in work that when I put energy into something, you know, it might not necessarily manifest in what I was actually generating work into me from the, the area I was targeting it at, but I would get, I'd get rewards from somewhere else. And it's about what you put out there that you actually attract back. It's the effort that you put in. I think the law of attraction, unfortunately, you know, was was sort of taken in some respects too literally because mm. if you sit in front of the TV expecting your dream job to land on your desk, you know, or land on your lap, I should say, whilst you're watching the television and all soap opera, you know, it's not going to happen. Um, there was a quote I read just recently, which I think is brilliant, uh, which is the law of attraction without action is a distraction because you know, it's about taking action. You know, if you don't do anything, it's not going to happen. But to me, it's about being aware of, being mindful of your of the words that you use. And as we just discussed about the, um, I'm going to write my CV soon. It's about, I am writing my CV. So you attract that to you. It's about what you think you attract in. Because if you've then got this clarity, this bigger picture, for instance, of your, your dream job, you know, and you've, you're kind of radiating that out energetically. You might not even be speaking it, although when you are connecting with people and discussing and with your network what it is that you, you're passionate about, you don't know where that ripples out to, and then it can manifest itself back to you from a completely different source. Um, I mean, I've had it happen to me time and time and time again throughout my own career, and so I do know it works, and I've seen it happen with other people too. Excellent, excellent, yeah. No, I think... Um, you know, I think you're absolutely right. You know, you get focused and clear, and you you give that attention, and you see more opportunity. And if you're enthusiastic about it, and it, it creates this energy, whether whether you believe there's a, a universal law and something a bit more spiritual behind it, mm-hmm. actually, the, the the this getting focused, getting clear, getting into action, um, it does uh, does move us forward. And I'm I'm really really kind of intrigued now to. You know, assuming people have kind of gone through this process and they've got some clarity about what they're passionate about and what their purpose is, and they've thought about the, you know, the big picture and where they really want to want to move to, and uh, they've they've started to get into action and move forward. What are your top tips on approaching the, the interview process and actually being successful at it and the recruitment process? Well, fundamentally, it's preparation. I mean, I can't emphasise that enough. It's um, really 
doing your research on the company, knowing about them, understanding the role that you're actually going and you're being recruited for uh, or you're being interviewed for, um, understanding what it is that you can bring to the table, how they would benefit potentially by having you on board. And I don't mean that in a sort of a, a shouty, sort of egotistical way, but, you know, it's about what you can bring, what experience you can bring. A lot of people, unfortunately, do attend, go along for interviews and just want to know what the benefits are and um, the salary and how many days off sick they might be getting, which isn't going to bode well for a good interview. It's um, putting that preparation, it's knowing your own CV. I mean, it, it may sound that I'm quoting really simple stuff, but it it it's, can be fundamental. It's really quite surprising. I was um, speaking to another recruiter only a couple of days ago who was telling me about a candidate who turned up for an interview wearing a pair of Crocs. Now, I don't know how many people are aware of Crocs, but they're plastic slip-on shoes. And this person was going for a high-ranking job. They travelled overnight, been put up in a hotel by um, the, um, the potential employer. Uh, a taxi service had been offered from the hotel to the interview because it was a seven-minute walk. Um, but they turned up in Crocs and then in front of the MD, obviously realised um, their mistake, ruttled around in the bag to get the normal shoes out and a um, pair of the pants fell on the floor instead. <laughs> so, I mean, preparation is absolutely key in, in so many different ways. You know, right from the applying for the job in the first place, is it what you want? Is it offering you what you want? Can you? Is it going to be the right career move for you? You know, what do you know about the company? What do you know about the role? How well do you know your own CV? Stabbing your finger at a CV going, it's on my CV to the employer. That's not good. Having good questions to ask, having good answers. Um, a lot of employers do competency-based questions, you know, and they want good, clear examples. They want you to keep, you know, in line with the answers. It gets a bit of personality out. Great. But answer the question at hand. Don't go off to a tangent. Don't ask them about, you know, could I have an engineering job when you're going for a marketing job? It's... <laughs> Being, being aware of what you're going along for interview-wise. And another top tip, I also had a feedback from one of my, a client of mine who was telling me about somebody that interviewed just recently, I think just last week actually, the, uh, the candidate high-fived the, uh, the interviewer at the end of the interview, which again isn't probably the best, <laughs> <laughs> best thing to do at an interview. So, <laughs> so, so many tips and ideas, but I say really fundamentally preparation, and um, appearance, obviously, and knowing the job, knowing the company you're going for, enthusiasm, absolutely enthusiasm as well. Um, you know, they want to know that you want that job. You know, it's really important, and it, that you are impassioned and you know about the business, and that is what it is that you want to work for them for. I guess uh, I, in, my, in my past, I I interviewed as a a client, uh, and I have for some business, the businesses that I've, I've owned, interviewed many, many people, and you know, often depends upon the role, but often you know, the knowledge is quite important, and the experience is quite important, and you know, demonstration of of skill uh, and certainly emotional intelligence is is important to the kind of work that we do. But also, I'm always trying to get a sense that someone's got the right attitude, and they've got the right values, and they've got the right belief sort of system and that that you know comes across in terms of how well you know um, I might I might engage with them but but also with 
being mindful that I not, may not necessarily be looking for someone like me um, for the role. But that attitude thing is so important because you can't you can't train it, can you? You know that the attitude of somebody to turn up late or or, or turn up in a rush in their Crocs uh, and rummage around in their bag or or you know or to be, feel so casual about things that they can high high you know five somebody who's recruiting. Um, it sends out a message and it says, "Don't employ me." Uh, and actually, you could have put a huge amount of work in to get to where you've got and actually invested sometimes a lot of money getting to that interview. And these small things that actually make the big difference. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And people do let themselves down. And it's quite fascinating. The stories, you know, as you can imagine, 30 years in recruitment and dealing with employers and recruiters and people going out for interview and the stories that I've, he- I've heard over the years. It's quite it is quite astounding. Um, you know, and it's just really important to. Yeah, it, it's at the end of the day, it's you. It's taking you taking responsibility for yourself. It's your time at the end of the day. It's time that you can't have back. So you know, maximise it and make you know make you know, sure you fulfil your potential at that interview. So I'm kind of keen. I've got another sort of minute or two before we need to uh, end the interview. And you know, I know that you you not only recruit, um, but I think this is really cool. You you not only recruit and you've been doing that for 30 years, but you also uh, coach people on, on uh, acquiring their um, dream job, which I think is really authentic because with all of that experience. So, um, you know, how would somebody engage with you? And you've got about 30 seconds because we're running out of time. <laughs> okay. Well, you can, you can engage with me at www.sarahjnaylor.com and I'd love to hear from you. And uh, yes, I absolutely love helping people get in alignment with their careers, their life, and their, the energy that flows through them to, to live a happier, healthier life, essentially. And do you coach people over, say, Skype? Because we're, we're quite a global show. Yes, I can do Skype calls. I can do face-to-face. I can do via email if necessary. But, you know, it's much better to work with somebody in front of you. So Skype's fantastic because that's that physiology that I alluded to earlier, that you, you can see when you've actually got a, an image in front of you. Likewise, you could probably see, if you could see me now, my eyes are alive. <laughs> Excellent. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. You know, if you want to find out a bit more, you can buy Shining a Light on you, how to manifest your dream job, which is on Amazon. Uh, you can contact Sarah at sarahnaylor.com. Uh, Sarah, it's been fab- fabulous talking to you. Uh, lots of great ideas, thoughts, tips, uh, a great process there. So I really appreciate you being on the show today. Um, thank you. Thank you. It's uh, been fantastic. Uh, and next week's show, we have John Bastassian. John's uh, written seven or eight books, a very successful man. We're going to talk about sequentiality. I think this is really interesting topics about you know, doing things in the right order and sequence when you're working in a business and uh, certainly a topic that I want to find out more about. So do join us again next week. Any comments, questions, do send them to chris at chriscooper.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. And I wish you an amazing um, week. Uh, and I um, hope that uh, if you're thinking about manifesting your dream job, you've got some good ideas and thoughts now on how to do it. And if you think about anybody who may benefit from this, do share it with them as well. So I uh, wish you all the best and uh, speak to you again next week. We thank you for listening to the Business Elevation Show. Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more.